This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. We're back from Emerald City Comic Con and we are podcasting it up slash live streaming it up. That's what we do here, ladies and gentlemen. We uh we make videos. We chat. We it up. do. But it's uh our, it's our bread and butter. It's the whole reason we got to go to Seattle. That's right. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about, Emerald City Comic Con and how we felt and what all this stuff, we'll get to that. But for now, I thought we'd talk about running DC Comics. And it's funny that uh the thing about that is uh it's doing great. There DC yeah. Comics does not need us in any way. We are we would be in the way as far it's as true. its success right now. But it's they're one of the strongest they've been in a very long time. They pulled out of the DCU slump. They managed to get back a lot of the fans they alienated with the new 52. Yep, despite the fact that it's still in the new 52 and a lot of the holdovers from new 52 are still there. They're just kind of like yep. they're paying they're playing fast and loose with the uh with the the restrictions that new 52 imposed on continuity and story and everything. Yep. Um, look, uh, look no further than Wonder Woman, look no further than Roy Harper in Green Arrow right now. It's like, wait, did all the stuff I hate still happen? Yes, no, maybe. It's up to you. Right. Well, I mean, like, whatever. I mean, like, the fact is, it, it's like DC Editorials went like, hey, I don't know if you know this, but it's all fake. <laughs> Which is, like, it really, it, on one hand, it, it, it insults the readers, and it insults the long-term fans, and it frustrates us because it's like, yeah, I know it's fake, but the point is that you're supposed to take it seriously. But on the other hand, they're like, yeah, but, like, if you hate it, then fuck it, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And they're not wrong. Uh, but, yeah, so let's... But we, I wanted to talk about this because it's like, all right, DC's doing great. What if it... Like, but what if they... What if it wasn't? Or what if they just said, like, Joel, Sal, you're running it now. What do you do? Uh, how would you run DC Comics? What would you... Uh, and First when, off, if they gave me that pitch, I'd be like, who are you? How did you get into my house? Like, what's happening? Does, does Dan DiDio crawl through our windows and go, hey, guys, guess what? Yeah, more or less, uh, you just, like, Mr. Oz just plucked everybody from D.C. <laughs> into their fake little, us. into his little room, and it's just up to us to step in and, and, and run it. We get an email from uh, from D.C. fans, and she's just like, you gotta you gotta help us. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, I don't think if I'm up to this, but all right, so I'm... Uh, First things first, uh, Jonah Hex gets a new book. In fact, it's it's not even bi-monthly or bi-weekly. It's every day. It's a new Jonah book every day. Yeah, five days of Jonah Hex. Uh, but, like, would you bring back Jonah Hex? And if so, how would you make it viable? Let's say that we have to be each other's editors. We got okay. You got you to gotta convince me, and I got to convince you. Like, what do we do? How is Jonah Hex going to be useful? Right. Like I said in my, uh, uh, what is it, in our unsellable characters episode... I would use Harley Quinn to piggyback off the back of him with. I would give her a time travel adventure where she teams up with him. Palmiotti can write it because he clearly loves both those characters. And then Jonah just comes in the present and he hangs out. And then you can try and spin him off into little side adventures. You could even put him on a team here and there. In fact, I think he could make a lot of sense on uh, the Justice League of America team as it stands right now. Because he's just a guy. 
he very much fits Batman's thing of like, you know, oh, we need regular everyday people to challenge these gods. And you know what, Jonah? You'll do the dark fucked up shit I can't do. I guess that's the idea is that he would be like the X-Force, like Black Ops squad. I feel like Jonah Hex would be more suited to a Suicide Squad, but... Yeah, well, but I mean, he'd be like, I don't deal with no this bomb in my head shit. Waller, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think the idea... You get, a, you get a real Snake Plissken thing if he's, like, waylaid, and then he wakes up, and he's got a bomb in his head, and he's got to keep oh, doing... Yeah. And he's got to work with these guys. Like, he becomes the Rick Flag. I like that. That could be really good. Be like, you know, back in my day... Yeah, and they're like... And, you know, Boomerang's like, oh my god, can this Yankee shut up? Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you, you mean back in the Wild West, where it's like, ah, you know, back in the Civil War. Wait, which side were you on, Joe? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you mean the days of dysentery and slavery? Cool. Yeah, let's take their, our cues from this walking duck fossil. Which, again, it would be funny if you teamed up with Harley Quinn, too. Just because, yeah. you know, it would be this great, like, you know, overly optimistic young woman and this cynical old guy. Right. All right. So I'll take, yeah, okay. Well, then you can green light. Yeah. All right. You can have your Jonah Hex and the Suicide Squad or your Harley and Jonah series. There you go. I get, We got to call it something, though. It's got to be like Hex and Harley or something like that. <laughs> You, you did it in one, man. I also like your Snake Plissken pitch. Yeah. Right there. You could basically have, like, Jonah Hex does America. Like, he's got to drive across America for some reason, which is kind of what Palmiotti did when he brought him into the future the last time. So that oh, story yeah. had already kind of been told. Right. But you could do it again. The, the one reason I could see you shooting it down, though, is like, hey, remember Red Fox? Yeah. Or Red Wolf or whatever Red the hell Wolf. his name was. Red Wolf, yeah. Who's on the, well, the Occupy Avengers now. Remember him? Well, the trick is to make him interesting and worth a damn. Which was I really problem. liked that book, his solo, but you knew it was never going to make it because it was such not a superhero story. You know it was what's a funny? Cool Southern noir. Red Wolf was interesting, but it wasn't nearly as good as Marvel 1872. Which oh, was that was great. a good book that they canceled, and then well, like they had to cancel because part of the Secret Wars line. But they end it, and then they're like, "Oh, but don't worry, this minor character will take center stage." Like, f you. How about just do that book? Remember the amazing stinger they left that on, too? Yes. Where Wild West, Deadpool, and Punisher show up, and Punisher is a reverend, and, like, uh, Deadpool's got all these scars all over his face, burn marks. And, like, We're looking for our old running buddy, Steve Rogers. We heard he's been killed. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's And hell's coming with us now. <laughs> um, this is actually, by the way, inspired by... Someone jumped into our chat, or uh, the, the Comic Pop Facebook page, which you can go to by going to facebook.com slash official. But, uh... It's also in the description box of this video. But yeah, so like, uh, somebody said like, okay, you gotta run DC Comics, you gotta come up with a whole slew of books, and like, what are you keeping, what's an ongoing, and what's a mini? Right. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a good idea. The Jonah thing, I will say, that's a mini. Is Even it? though I love it, I'm too close to the material. Let's make that a nice mini. How many, is how many issues is your mini? Uh, how much did uh, uh, Hawkman, Adam Strange, and how much did uh, Adam get? I think they got five, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. I would say I would round it out to at six, but all right, uh, yeah, you can have you can have five issues to do a as long as you can fill a trade. You got one trade, That's and then that. we're filling one trade. And are you going to bill it as a mini, or are you just going to be like we're just we're only really working towards six? But if it keeps going and it sells great, we'll keep it. We'll keep it going. Let's let's do the Marvel thing with that, where it's like it's five right now. We've got a beginning, middle, and end to it. But if people like it, we got ideas in the tank to right. keep it going. Because I was like, I like billing things as miniseries. I like being like. One of five or one of six. Mm. Because it says to your reader, like, you can stay. Like, this 
is going to end and right you don't have to trade weight yeah you don't have to wait and and like you can feel justified in buying it because it's not just being inflated or prolonged for no reason right but uh but all right so we resurrect jonah hex and maybe give him a bubbly adorable sidekick and just because i like him damn it yeah and why not <laughs> stick him on people can't tell me no yeah and why not stick him on the freaking uh, suicide squad because that's um, fun. They take anybody. Yeah, it's true. I had a uh, I had a, a similar Harley pitch, um, where it was just it was called Harley and the Outlaws. Mm. And you just take the, the and you just have Harley lead her own team of the Outlaws. Interesting. Um, and you make up the Outlaws basically of any number of supervillains who are either. It's basically like a like a more hopeful Suicide Squad book. Right. She she had the gang of Harleys for a little bit. I haven't read in a while. Are they still around? Uh, I assume they are, actually. But They were um, they were popular enough to get their own miniseries, so there you go, gang of Harleys. Yeah. I had a couple of ideas that basically boil down to um, if the character doesn't necessarily work, team them with another character and see if that works. Mm, you know, I like, like, that. like uh, I had a book called Shazam Brave and the Bold. Ooh. Where if you want to see Shazam, it'd basically like be like Marvel Team Up, where you take Shazam and Shazam is in every issue teamed up with a different DC hero. Interesting. Or villain. And you basically have that be the series. So you assume, like, alright, you know, Shazam, because like look, I don't believe in Shazam. I think he's a boring character, I don't think he sells <laughs> books. But um you have to I think lump him in with characters that other people find more interesting. And maybe you kind of force shazam to develop characteristically so that by like the end of issue 12 he gets maybe he you, you can get an original series out of him but for the most part just just team him up with other characters I, I i speaking of shazam i would steal one of the best ideas young justice had and that is i would make him join the teen titans or some manner of young team because oh, yeah. he's a young person but he turns into an adult right now, I like the idea of Shazam kind of being, like, the leader of the Titans, even though he's an adult hanging out with all these kids. Like, it basically would look like Batman running the Titans, you know? So it's, like, yeah. just, like, there's nothing creepy or weird about that, except that's, the fact that he's a kid. That's why Young Justice was so great. It's like, okay, and Shazam will be your new den father. Now, oh, wait, you're actually younger than all the kids you're looking after? <laughs> right? No, I like that. So, all uh -oh. right. Uh, I, I then, then yeah, I think I'm going to, yeah. You know what? Let me let me think about, like, my, if I have any Titans pitches. Because if not, in our lineup right now, we've got the, the, the Jonah and the Suicide Squad, and mm -hmm. we have Shazam, and I think on the Titans. So it should be, like, just, we'll just call it the tight like, the Teen Titans and just stick Shazam on the team. That's a fun one. I wouldn't uh, change it. I would just leave it. Like, leave it be the same. Would you make it the same team, or would you add, uh, would you change, shift the roster a little bit? I like I like the team as it is now, honestly. Oh, with, like, Beast Boy. Would you keep Starfire, despite the fact that she is not a teen? Ah, you know, that's a, that's a hell of a thing. Is I feel the reason they kept her on that team is because she's the den mother in the movies now, in those little animated movies they're doing. Yeah. I think Starfire deserves to at least be on the Titans' hell. If not, I think Starfire is ready for the Justice League because she's so powerful. Why That's true. She... Yeah, she should be on the Justice League of America because Batman's like, I know you. Yeah. Like, my hey, surrogate son used to bang you. I yeah, used to come he... by the mansion all the time. 
Yeah, really. Hey, you want to join my team to help evil extraterrestrial threats yeah. and everything? I mean, you're an alien. We already got one alien, so there you go. Although, then again, I think I think that's Batman's weird anti uh, non human team, even though he has a bunch of people who stretch the definition that's of human. That's the thing. You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to throw this out there. Um, put. I'm going to go back to the to the Jonah Hex and the Suicide Squad. He goes in the Suicide Squad. Mm. The first arc is him rejecting the the Waller notion entirely. Mm. He figures out how to get the bombs out of his team. And then you switch the book and then you call it Jonah Hex and the Outlaws. Ah, uh, oh, cuz that's a nice play on, on like him being Wild a, West. Yeah. That's fun. Boom. That's fun. I like that. And then you can, and then that way you can still have a Suicide Squad. You know, it would be great too. Be like, hey, you're Diablo. I used to know a guy named El Diablo. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, I I know like your great great grandfather or something. And then like, who are some other Wild West characters you could get on there? Uh, Sheriff Power. Have him like meet the descendants of all the Wild West heroes and do like a modern day take on that. Even. Yeah. If you did Jonah Hex and the Outlaws. Then that you could like you do an out, an arc of them being cool, and then you do a crossover where the Suicide Squad is sent to kill the outlaws. Love it. There you yeah. go. There's a whole thing right there. But uh, yeah, that's kind of like my idea of uh, of of crossing over things. I had another pitch that was developed out of a discussion that the uh, the guys and I had from back issues where we talked about how the Tamaranians in Final Night have no planet. Yeah. Um, the the Tamaranians have had three planets of theirs destroyed, and so it's all. And I think Ben makes a comment where he's like, "Listen, you know, most people uh, would say that they are destined to be nomads; that they can't have a home. You know, like if if you lose your planet three times, nobody wants you. Like it, it's somebody out there does not want you to have a home." So my idea is, why not just embrace that concept? And the book is called Wayfair, and it is about the ta- the, the, the the last vestiges of the Tamaranian race, kind of like going through the DC Galaxy universe Ooh, and DC Cosmic, yeah, and try a trying to find a home and b like dealing with the problems that beset a. A, 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 an arc, more or less. I mean, like, everyone on that ship is the last of their kind, and they're hurtling th- through space that has apocalypse in it. So, uh, I mean, I know that... And con- Dominators and lots of other evil yeah, shit. Yeah, and, and Sinestro Corps and Red Lanterns and shit. So, like, it's just a planet. It's just it's just a book about these this displaced race of beings that are trying to find a place to call home. And so... And, and I would call that, by the way, a miniseries. I would think that's, like, a 12-issue mini. That's very strong, especially because we don't really know all that much about the current uh, DC cosmology right now. There are no new gods. There are no, like, forever people book that kind of, like, deals with that. And you never, you don't really know much about the Tamaranians either, except for the, no. the except that they're kind of like Klingons, but with, with better tech. I mean, it's, it'd be interesting to see that kind of idea, you know, especially divorcing the Tamaranians from Starfleet. The one we know, yeah. Yeah. That'd be funny where it's like, ah, Tamaranians, you're a bunch of sexy Klingons, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. that. But that's that's one book that I would launch that's just like, okay, well, there you go. That's pretty slick. We had another idea we were toying with before we started because we were talking yes, about uh, yes. what happened in Superman today. Right. No spoilers for those who haven't read it yet. But it got us thinking about a lot of characters who were basically retconned out of existence, never to see be seen again. And while a lot of them have come back, 
for DC Rebirth, wouldn't it be cool to have a whole team that's basically just, you know, the forgotten? Yes. So your your pitch is the book, The Forgotten. It's just characters that were retconned out of existence that find themselves together and, and, and fighting for their very existence. Well, you see, I see it as that, but I also see it as like a cool Justice League arc wherein, you know, the Justice League has to fight all these characters who got taken away by crises or retcons or just genuinely creators not giving a shit. Yeah, yeah. Would you put Static on the Forgotten? Oh, man. Or would you oh, save man. him? Because I, you know I, I think there's places for him. I would obviously stick him on the fucking Teen Titans. Maybe, maybe Static will be like the Killer Frost of the Forgotten, the guy who's like, no, you know, I started out evil, but I think like, you know, I need to, I need to come back to myself. I need to remember who I am. Yeah, that'd be cool. Have him be that guy. Who else would be on the team of Forgotten? Remember Forerunner, who was like a <laughs> Dini Palmy Audi creation, who was supposed to be so important in mm -hmm. Countdown, and then you never heard or saw from her again. Yep, I'd put Forerunner on there. I'd put Aztec on there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Aztec, man. And you could kill Aztec and no one would care. Right? Um, although Grant Morrison might take issue with that. He's the guy who created him in the first place. You could put a lot of care. You could put Animal Man on there right now. Oh. Which is Hi, guys. Hello. Remember? I got to go home. My wife is calling. <laughs> man, man, I feel so bad about Animal Man because that Jeff Lemire book is so sick awesome. Yeah. Ooh, you know, their, their, their main villain is Superboy Prime. Yes, there you go, man. Dude, he could be on the team or he could be the villain of the team, Superboy yeah. Prime. Um, equally, because if he's on the team, he's trying to redeem himself. If he's not on the team, it's just he's a big bad guy. Mm -hmm. There's a um, lot of places you could go and a bunch of forgotten characters. Ooh, who's, who is that guy from uh, Convergence? Who is uh, like Telos! <laughs> yeah, dude, Telos is in that fucking book. He's in the Forgotten, and he got forgotten recently. Screw so. it. You know what? Put Superboy Prime on the team and have their main villain be Telos. <laughs> Excellent. Be like, you know, I tried so hard, but no one loved me, and I got forgotten. Yeah, fuck you, Telos. I guess Talon could be on the Forgotten. <laughs> oh, that's sad. But hey, you know, Talon isn't quite forgotten, because no, as long true. as James Tynan's writing books, he'll show up for a few seconds every couple years to remind you he exists. God damn it. Um... <laughs> Azrael was a guy who was forgotten for a bit, but, but he's, he's on the—he's right now on the Detective Comics book again. He's back Tanya. now. See, he went from being forgotten. I would say Pandora, but she's not forgotten. She's dead. She's gone. Yeah, no, she's been or, well, she was vaporized, but she also exploded in the same way that people disappear to go to Mister Oz's little right. jail thing. So maybe she's in the jail. I don't know. What about the question? We haven't seen him for a bit. I would save the question. I would put him on something. You know, okay, like who, who would you put the question? What's your question pitch if you got? I guess I'd put him on like some kind of like like do a book like DC Noir where it's just oh, it's just uh, it's just like hard boiled detective stories. It's almost like a like a like a pulp crime you know series that like doesn't have a seemingly doesn't have like a connection. The only one who does see a connection is the question. Who, uh, who's in that book? The question, obviously. Renee Montoya. Uh, yeah. Constantine, even. It's like, you could probably put him on there. He's pretty cool. hard boy. Yeah. Uh, pretty what's the other guy? Dan Turpin could be on the team. Oh, Or, well, yes. in, that, in that book. Um, Bullock. Put Bullock in there. Harvey I Bullock, Bullock, no question. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, yeah. The, 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 but DC Noir is a book that we if would you, sell. If you have a trench coat, you can be on the DC Noir team. Yeah. If you own one, you can be on it. Exactly. If you monologue, 
to yourself in the rain you are on dc noir dude put gordon on there man gordon was batman for a little bit so it's clear he can fight crime more than he's currently doing that's true i would bring i would bring gordon back and do him well no he could be on that team but i'd like to do a mini called gcpd Yes, I I loved uh, the GCPD series when they had a Gotham Central. I'm shocked they never did anything else with that. Yeah, uh, in the same vein, I would actually roll out a whole bunch of minis where it's like about those places. Like GCPD would be a book. Star Labs would be a book. Uh, the Daily Planet would be a book. We'd have a book called Atlantis, which is just about Atlantean politics. Just people every day in Atlantis. What just, do they do when you're not It's just about Aquaman? like the 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 whole like geopolitical issues of Atlantis. Equally, I've got a book called Amazons, which is just about Themyscira and development. Which and, they like, technically already are kind of doing now, aren't they? Kevin Graveau is doing an Amazon book right that's now. That's right. So we got that. Um, and of course, Arkham would be a book, which is oh man, just it would basically be like Serious House and Serious Earth only all the time, or <laughs> the uh, the freaking Arkham like tombstone subplot from the arkham asylum video game yeah but all the time where it's just about like the 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 gothic horrible mental health nature of gotham or uh, of Here's, arkham you know who you make the star of that book mm. you make lock up the star of that <laughs> book have him cut have him come in as like a regular workaday security chief being like, you know what, I'm going to fix this place. You know, I'm going to be the guy who actually gets Arkham working. But then as the series goes on, you see him go crazier and darker and more obsessed until finally at the end, he's just an inmate in the asylum. That'd be cool. Also, you could you could reflect that. You, I mean, you could do a lot of things with an Arkham book, like examine mental health and how it's treated in this country and you know, examine, oh, yeah. uh, you could do character studies. It could be like... Um, you could structure it such that when you're like looking through the book, you know, like you get kind of like Watchmen where you turn the page that it's normally a comic book and then you get like a psych profile. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like you get in there, every character gets like a psych profile page yeah. where it's just a little dis like description and you get a little, a really, really deeper insight into who they are. I love that idea. You know who actually did a great take on what you're saying? Like, kind of broached it, but it was just an annual, so they didn't have a whole book to work with it? Yeah. Marguerite Bennett, when she did that Batman annual number two, she actually let us kind of hear from just regular crazy people who are in Arkham, not oh, the supervillains. Oh, that's awesome. And the regular crazy people hate the supervillains because they're like, we can't get normal help here at Arkham. Because it's all the celebrity, like, inmates that take all the doctor's time and everything. Yeah, and the Joker's always breaking out, and we gotta deal with the riots that happen here. It's yeah. like, I just got my regular schizophrenia here I'm trying to get under control, but I can't get any help here at goddamn Arkham, and apparently it's the only mental hospital in the state. I could also imagine that, like, if you ever were released from Arkham, once it's on your fucking permanent record, mm -hmm. like, you're never gonna start another life. Oh, you mean hell on earth? You were an inmate at Arkham? Yeah, exactly. You must have done something really fucked up to go to Arkham. No, no, I was depressed. I just tried to commit suicide one time, and they put me there for yeah, a little bit. Did, exactly. did you know the Joker? Nah, man, he was in another way. <laughs> nah, man, he didn't deal with my boring ass. Um, yeah, that's that's really good. Dude, I mean, uh, yeah, someone who was at Arkham trying to start a new life, but that keeps getting them in trouble. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, another one I had... I, I don't know if any of these would sell, but I'd read the shit out of all right? of these. Right? These are all pretty pretty sweet. Um, I'd bring the Doom Patrol back. 
you know, and just yes. reintegrate them into the DC universe. Um, DC they're, they're in a weird place, aren't they, the Doom Patrol? Because they tried launching them several times in the main universe before eventually just being like, okay, fine, you got your own goddamn imprint. Now. I like it, though. It's a really solid series, and it could be in the DC universe if, you, if they wanted it to. So hey, Here's one for you. He might be a forgotten, but he might actually be really good. Plastic Man. What the hell's up with Plastic there Man? There is the literally thing? nothing with Plastic Man, and he would be awesome. It would be great hey, to see Plastic Man somewhere. Jeff Johns created him in Forever Evil, saw the accident that turned Elo O'Brien into Plastic Man, then they did nothing with him. Yeah. So, you know, what's, you just, what's Elo O'Brien been up to? Because he was clearly created. Let's check in with him. You know where I would stick him? I have a book that combines two titles that I don't think either would sell or you know they have an issue um there's a i love the justice league international series from uh mm. you know the old school ways of having like booster gold and like fire and ice and blue beetle and shit like the fun of justice league international um but there's another series that people do, that people love that like can't sell for shit and it's justice society of america yeah. so i would smish them together and make a Justice Society International series mm. where it takes most of the Justice Society guys and some of our favorite Justice Leaguers that don't get enough credit like Martian Manhunter and Plastic Man and put them on a team and just That's be a like, see if that see how that runs so you got the comedy young guys and the respectable elder statesmen. And you just and, and you play it like Justice League International used to be, where it's like very lighthearted. You know, they're dealing with like brand management and their and their headquarters, mm. and they're dealing with maybe there is some like heinous shit in there, you know, like the Maxwell Lord thing was always on the undercurrent because he was a he was a bastard then. But like you you deal with that tastefully. You have a good writer working on that. So there you go. Justice I'm League Justice they... Society International. I'm surprised they haven't pulled the trigger on a new Booster Gold book in the last, but I think it's because they were developing a sci-fi show, then they just stopped. Yeah, I guarantee you that's what it is. Because um, he I, still hangs out around the periphery of certain stories, but they just don't pull the trigger on giving him a book. No, I have a book for Booster Gold, by the way. And it's how, to, up, it's how to resurrect a team that I hate. Oh, yes. It's a book called Booster Gold and the Legion of Superheroes. Ah, ha, ha. You've just put, because he's from the future, and they're from the future, and you put them together, and you have him run that team. He's like, you guys have such great brand management, man. You all got matching rings. You've got, like, marketable powers. You have all Sexy the... Sexy ladies. Yeah, Let like, me be your manager. No, like, uh, and also, you all suck. I was <laughs> lost. When I joined the Justice League, I was just, like, a face in the crowd. But with you guys, I could be the Superman of the Legion of Superheroes. That's a hell of a pitch right there so it's just it's just the beginning of booster gold when he joined the justice league like i can get people to pay attention to me like but just doing it again but with this team of characters that number one is a huge fan base number two i don't know how to sell <laughs> be like hey legion you guys are the hufflepuffs of the yeah! superhero community if i join you and just underperform i'll still be the greatest legionnaire who yeah. ever lived i'm gonna be the motherfucking harry potter of hufflepuff <laughs> i'll take it it's and better Von than Elf's being like no. It's no. better than being Neville. So yeah, there you go. Booster Gold and the Legion of Superheroes is another one. This is my idea of like just take a character that like has a has a rabid fan base and team him with a group that like is that like has an audience but just doesn't have the wheels to get off the ground. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a pitch. I like the one. Yeah, how come they haven't teamed up Legion and Booster Gold? They're all time travelers. I know. It just seems like a weird. Uh, it just se seems like a weird uh, miss 
for people. I think that's got to be writer tunnel vision. Like, you don't even think about it. Don't even that. think about it. Somebody said uh, Neville gets his moments. Yes, and so does Booster Gold. It's like, true. That's the point, is that, you know, he he is a forgotten, you know, character. I would put him on the and, forgotten and, if I didn't have such a dynamite Legion of Superheroes pitch. And, and Neville has a hell of a fan base, and Booster Gold has a hell of a loyal fan base. Yeah. So it's not actually an insult to say Booster Gold is the Neville of DC. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's see. There was also another one. The, the Birds of Prey, I would just stick Black Canary on it and call it Black Canary and the Birds of Prey. And just make it more fun. Like, maybe play with the, uh, with the band angle, but, like, just... I don't know. I'm not she like in a band anymore. She, I don't think she's in the band anymore. I don't think she is. I, I liked the current uh, Birds of Prey thing back on the Birds of Prey, but my only problem was is like, ah, it's not Gail Simone writing though. This no. needs Gail Simone's touch. Yeah. No, I would just stick Gail Simone on it. <laughs> just be like, yeah. you're writing it. There you go. Just I, just write it like you never stopped in the same way Greg Rucka is writing Wonder Woman like he never stopped and all these other writers. Dan Jurgens is writing Superman like he never stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there are too many lantern books, and I, I, somewhere Benny and Rob are sneering at us right now. But I agree. So I would just make a book like Fifty Two, and it's called Lanterns. Right. And maybe you have like John Stewart, and he's our ride along character, Ugh. but he's just like passing through, and he's like taking inventory of all the lantern cores. Just See, anything with John Stewart, please. Yeah, but I'm like, I think there's a like. Look, once you introduce like um like all these cores, you just go no, like screw it. Just put one book and you do because you don't want to spend like you're not going to spend a whole series on the Indigo Tribe man. So just like he pops in, maybe he makes maybe there's a core of everyone in the core. But the the, the point of the book is it's called Lanterns and there's just all these and you just you 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 kind of snipe in on all the cores in one series that yeah, way you can grow that's... it now we can like make it like kind of build towards some kind of big epic conflict that requires all of them or you make it kyle rayner who's running who's who's the the ride-along character since he's the white lantern you go from Did, there didn't he do that for a bit didn't he try and build a team that was made up of all the different uh, i think so but it didn't spectrum guys it not... didn't take and i think it was just because of brand management like i think they just mm. didn't you know if you call the book lanterns and it's just you know, you make it like you, it looks pretty sweet, and you promise you're gonna have one character you can get into, and then and and every issue you never know where you're gonna be next. I think that's a, I think that's a that's a way to manage your characters. And it's a nice way to again further flesh out that DC cosmic thing. Although I feel if you want to read DC comics, Green Lantern is really your only way to do it. I had a pitch, but this was before they did the Jessica Baz thing, where they kind of took Green Lantern back to its space cop roots and made mm -hmm. it a buddy cop thing, of which I quite enjoy. Yeah. So Hawkman, right? Yeah. Which is how many great uh, pitches start with "Hey Hawkman," right? Yeah. Uh -huh. He's a he's a space cop too, or at least he was in one of his many different iterations. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, of. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I think I think it's, I think that's true. <laughs> yeah, he, he he was a space cop. Him and uh, Shire, they were space cops for a bit. They were also Egyptian royalty and aliens and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. Here's my pitch. Let's do a series where Hawkman does something he tries to stop like a bunch of intergalactic terrorists but it turns into a giant shit show and like the the, the hawk high command says oh you know what katar you went too far this time <laughs> you wrecked 20 cars <laughs> yeah you wrecked 20 cars katar give me give us your badge and your mace what uh. you're you're off the force and so you get like hard drinking like down on his luck private detective hawkman but in space is yeah. the thing so you do like space noir stories with him and you find out actually here's the thing 
he didn't actually screw up. He pretended like he screwed up so he could get kicked off the force as part of a big sting operation because <laughs> the Hawk government, like the Hawk police corps, is actually corrupt. And this is Katar trying to take him out, man, from the outside. Like Serpico, but with Hawkman. Okay, all right. I'll give you, I'll give you four issues to make Serpico with Hawkman survive. Uh, we'll have to put somebody awesome on it, like like uh, Phil Jimenez or something. But uh, yeah, you, you would need one hell of a writer because that's like space opera stuff and like cop procedural. You got to put together. You would need a unique motherfucker to write that yeah. book. Like um, I just have to pitch, and even I wouldn't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, most of these pitches, I'm like, this is a cool idea. Now give it to somebody talented because I have no goddamn idea how to go with it. Yeah, um, really. Have someone who knows three act structure and characterization and can place it in cool stuff. Yeah. That being said, I have a pitch that I think you're really going to like. Okay. Um, because, uh, apropos the Hawkman Serpico series. Uh, the crime syndicate has broken out and they're gone, right? Mm, yes. And they're and they're biding their time. Nobody knows where they are. Batman knows where they are, though. And uh, the, he knows there's nothing he can do about it. He can't deal with these guys. Uh, but he calls up Jason. And he has Jason contact the crime syndicate and then join them under the pretense of he's sick of, you know, the, the goody two-shoes. He's sick of, I'm this. sick of Bat Dad's bullshit. Yeah, it's basically like how Grayson joined Spiral. Right. And it's called Red Hood and the Crime Syndicate. And Red Ooh. Hood is like a, is a, is a double agent for the Crime Syndicate. And he is Love funneling it. info to Batman slash the Justice League. So yep. you get you get to know the Crime Syndicate a little more. You get to see them. Because here's the thing. The Crime Syndicate fucking sells. If Forever Evil is any indication, like, people no, like the crime syndicate, and it's kind of, it's kind of fun to see, like, something to that effect. Um, They're a cool group. And even, too, if you got someone who's not Scott Lobdell to actually write a competent Jason Todd, you could have a moment where, it, like, in every great undercover story where he's like, you know what? I'm starting to sympathize with these guys, and I see their humanity, and I see the things that made them turn and be evil, and I think I can turn them back if I try. And that's the thing is that, like... Jason knows, like, Batman knows Jason knows this, and he's like, no, 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 you're the perfect person because you've got a you've great... you've been there. You've been there, you have a great alibi, and above all else, I trust you. You know? Yeah. So, Red Hood and the Crime Syndicate. It's basically just taking Red Hood and the Outlaws, but then I, I want to use that Outlaws title, so you join the Crime Syndicate instead. Uh, again, man, there's a lot of cool shit you could do with Red Hood as long as Scott Lobdell wasn't writing. I know Caitlin, Benny, and true. myself argue all the time because they actually really like what's happening in that book currently. Mm -hmm. Which, hey, I dig the idea of a dark trinity. You got Artemis as a stand-in for Wonder Woman, you got Bizarro as a stand-in for Superman, and Red Hood as the stand-in for Batman. Yeah, yeah. Um... Equally, similarly to my lanterns pitch, mm -hmm. I have a because like uh, here's the thing: if I'm if we're running DC Comics, we gotta scale back on the books. We got we're getting too many returns, and yeah. we have too many. We're we're giving people um, too many choices. I mean, like here's the thing: is that they like they love what they're getting, but you know, rather than having two lantern books, why not just a book about lanterns? Like if we got a book, you know, that's people want to experiment on like a mini series we got a mini series you can i promise you will be over so you don't have to worry about like spending your money um, trying to trying to do the valiant thing of being like look less is more ultimately, yeah. and we won't overexert ourselves because that's the big thing about dc right now they're turning out quality but you gotta wonder at this breakneck schedule that they're doing it how long until they're you know artists just have full-fledged breakdowns and can't do it anymore exactly and furthermore um, the fact is they, 
um, with with our initiative, we have we are utilizing more characters while still printing fewer books. Yeah. Um, so as in, in that vein, I'm put, pitching a book called Super. Mm. It is a it is either a team book or a book or a a book in line with like Lanterns or uh, DC Noir, in which we check in on Supergirl, Superwoman, uh, John Henry Irons, and uh, Ken and Kong. Every Supergirl wherever she's Power Girl. At. Every oh and uh, and uh, Connor Kent. Every wherever the fuck he was, wherever he is, to. or he joins uh, the the forgotten. But like, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Everyone, I'm hanging out on forgotten. Again. Yeah, um, but uh, but super is a book where it's just like there are so many super characters with the crest. What do you do with them all? And you could divide them up and put them on different Justice Leagues. Uh, we have quite a few of them. But I say oh, yeah. no. Like play with the idea of these guys kind of being part of a. Uh, like that crest means family, so oh, why man. not make them kind of de facto part of a family? And is and is and part of the the whole theme of family. You know, you don't get to choose your family. We ch- the only thing we chose was wearing this crest, but it inexorably ties us all together. So you got to deal throw Bizarro with in there too, even though you know he, he's still a super. You know, he might be bizarre, but. Hell, you tell you put you you make Bizarro kind of like the Gwenpool of the champions, where like in the, issue three, Bizarro shows up, like the character when everybody says like, "Hey, how come you didn't fuse this person?" Like, boom, you know, you just drop in Bizarro issue three, and you're like, "Is he gonna join?" No, he's not gonna join, but he's he's in it, you know, like or maybe they he acknowledge is, his existence. He's Uncle Chuck, like you see him every once in a while, you know. Oh but, God, uh, this guy. Yeah. Oh no, Bizarro's here. Or oh yes, we need a Bizarro right now. So super. That's a only only his mind is messed up enough to help us out here. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I mean like limiting the amount of books we put out while still maintaining the quality um, and giving more exposure to to characters that just straight up don't get the exposure while also being pragmatic about cost and price like look we get it martian manhunter books don't sell but why can't we use like shazam i get he doesn't sell but if you if you make it a marvel team-up book and you put him on like you, you team him up with like batman power girl you know hawkman martian manhunter hell like everybody has an audience for those if there's you got the built-in shazam audience plus the built-in audience for whoever's in there um here's it's a, just a way to my... see those characters Here's the thing I was toying around with. This isn't even so much like a book thing as it is a publishing thing. Okay. DC Digital, which is basically the house that Injustice built at this point, even though they had good books before that and now it's really just Injustice, Mm -hmm. is such a goddamn good idea. Yes. The way they do it where it's like, hey, you get a little story for a buck Mm -hmm. and you know you're going to get it every week and it all is part of a bigger story and you know it's free of a lot of the continuity hangups so you can do it and get it on your smartphone your tablet yeah why did they stop doing that i don't know because it it kicks the ass of marvel infinite (sighs) marvel infinite's a waste of time and money like it like dc digital eats marvel infinite's lunch and there was a second there when I was reading Injustice, when I was reading Batman Beyond 2.0 and Justice League Beyond 2.0, where I'm like, this is the future right here. Yeah, well, apparently not. No, I'm like, they cracked the code on this. Great writers with great series, great books, based in continuities that people know and love without necessarily having to pick up a comic. Where it's oh. like, look, 
Yeah. You don't need to know the last 75 years of Batman if you watch Batman the Animated Series. If you watch the Justice League cartoon, that's everything you need to know, man. I agree. I, I agree that that is something that needs to, A, be resurrected and, B, examined. We go, we talked to the top brass. Why did this get canceled? Was it lack of interest or was it like, a, or was it simply we don't have the funds for that? Because now that we've canceled probably 16 books, we, we, we now can free up the budget for that. In the same vein... I've always been maintained, there's a book, or there's a strip called JL8. I don't know if you've read it. It's Love by that Yale one. Stewart. It's an amazing series. Um, I would not, if I were DC, I would not send him a cease and desist. i put him on the freaking payroll, and yeah. at DC Digital's like main site, you give away JL8 the way it is a webcomic. If you want JL8, mm -hmm. you go to this website, and oh, what's on that website? Well, it's DC's website, or it's the website where you can pick up all of these different digital books um jl8 you come in for free and then the rest of the stuff you come in for the like and you come in for the rest and you stay for the other books but like yeah, exactly. you use jl8 as a as a fishing lure to get readers in who normally read a webcomic and worst case scenario is you get his traffic that comes to your website every single yeah. day or every other day you know three days oh, yeah. a week you get jl8 it's a genius idea, and again, too, I don't know what the new thing for Injustice is going to be. I assume they're going to release it much like they did the first one, where it's like, hey, one a week, you know, for like a buck, essentially. Yeah. Like, you sh they should do that with more stuff. That seems like such a great idea. Yeah. You should really embrace the digital market, but like a digital market that you kind of control. Exactly. You just get you just get in front of it. That's all. You don't you don't fear it or punish it or uh, or retract from it. You just recoil. You simply embrace it and then get in front of it. Like you, you just you, you own it. You, you know it would be a smash hit. Mm. Like people are super excited for Young Justice season three coming. Right. Tell the untold tales of Young Justice in a digital injustice format. Yep. I can. I imagine you can get Weissman to, to write that. He's probably got the notes already <laughs> he done. He probably like, wrote it already. I mean, yeah. Like, don't worry. I, I got the spec scripts right here. I just need someone to draw it. Yeah. Agreed. Like, that That seems like an easy way to make a lot of money. Hell, that Justice League action cartoon is really great right now. Get someone funny to write that. Yeah. No, you could, yeah, you could, you could comicize Justice League action. Yeah. Um, and uh, one more one more book pitch I have. It's called All Star League, and it's just the All Star line, but for Justice League. Nice. It's just just a no brainer. Where instead of it being, you know, we got and and it's like it's an ongoing story, you know, but it's written by this one creative team, and they and it's outside of continuity. And they can do whatever they want, and it's with the league, and they get to pick what league that is. You know, like yeah. I just want to hear a strong pitch from like maybe a very small handful of writers and then just go from there. That sounds like a winner. That sounds like a great concept. Yeah. And hey, thank you getting artsy with a lobster for uh being part of this uh the the the, the super chat. We really appreciate it and of course for your patronage. I don't know how it works, but YouTube offered to open it up, so I did. But thank there you, you go. Man. Good good job. Yeah. Uh you know what else I would do again that? and and they're making great strides in it already. I would throw more money and more resources behind what they're doing over on the DC fan channel. You have, you and I, of course, have worked with those people very oh, yeah. closely, and they are a class act. And I think what they're doing is such a good idea. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm. I hope it grows faster than it normally does. 
because I like working with those guys and they they're totally. they're just a fantastic bunch of people. No, what they're doing over there is great. I would have a DC centric podcast that's run by the yeah. team, like, and every week or every month or however long you come out with the book or the the uh, the, the show, you have a different DC creator on there. Or it's headed up by that. Like you reach out to uh, Jim Lee, and Jim Lee runs the podcast. And if he only has an hour a month, it's a monthly podcast where Jim Lee hosts the show, and either he and a colleague or he himself just chats about DC and making books. Heck, uh, you know what? I mean, uh, like to borrow an idea from the world of wrestling there, Chris Jericho, he does basically that with his Talk is Jericho podcast, go. and that's so big. He started his own podcast network off the back of it. You know, you should steal that format. It's a good format. Seriously, there you go. That's a, that's a free one for you guys. You can change that up right now, actually. Yeah, uh, go for it. Yeah, that's a, that's an idea, and yeah. I, and people would listen to it. Like what Kevin Smith was doing with Batman on Batman, imagine if they had gotten out in front of that and gotten that over on their channel. Oh, my God. Yeah, if they had just said, Kev, if you really want to talk about Batman, how about getting a whole shitload of free Batman book or <laughs> Batman merch and just do that shit? And hey, we will get you Frank Miller. We will get you all the people you ended up getting anyway. Oh, let me tell you something. I mean, like, there's a there's a group out there that lives in my backyard who got Frank Miller. Like, and they really? talked to him for like three hours, and I'm like, really? Why couldn't I be involved in that? just kills for real. me but uh but yeah i mean oh one more book this is it is there all this is my this is my last one it's called it's it's basically um uh justice league dark but it's called dc afterlife Ooh. and it's just about like dead man and all like the recently dead or currently dead like recently dead or having been dead super characters ha like forming a I team. I like that because there's a lot of characters you could play around with and be like you know basically it's just them waiting around be like okay when are we going to get resurrected because everyone gets resurrected here. Exactly and they're maybe they're like they, they stave off resurrection or they stay away from the opportunity because they're fighting against some like extra uh, the some afterlife threat or some threat Necron. from like Necron is the villain. Boom. DC afterlife. That's my book. <laughs> that's that's a fuck of a pitch. Here's another pitch I had. This was more of an indie thing that I had in my back pocket, but okay. I think it would play actually really well in DC because you could actually use all the official characters and you wouldn't have to create like stand-ins. Mm -hmm. Give me a book that's from the point of view of the henchmen of Gotham oh, yeah. or any place really. Like actually see the professional henchmen underground and find out they have like conventions and websites and everything and like seminars on how to be better henchmen. And it's like the idea is you st you only start out as a henchman, but if you put in your work, you put in your hours and everything, eventually you can get a costume of your own and everything and start being a villain in your own right and have things like, you know, oh, well, there's secret hidden tricks of the trade as to why these guys keep coming back when your boss when the joker or black mask or someone gets popped by batman yeah they're not worrying about all the money they got squirreled away and they don't care because they're just going to be out again because revolving door justice system in comic universe so that means whenever one of your guys goes away as a henchman it's a race to get to that guy's vault to try and pocket all the money for yourself yeah um, and, be, and because as henchmen, you know, the villains are blind to you. They don't know your name. They don't know your face. So you just get away with it. Yeah. Uh, I call it like DC flunkies. Yeah. Or, or something hench. like that. Or hench. hench life. There's a, there, I, I have a, I have a friend who actually created a book called hench and it, oh, really? it yeah, it didn't, it didn't get up. <laughs> it didn't oh, uh, go oh. anywhere, but it's too good a name. I'll just, just give it to DC. Have them buy it. 
I like Flunky because, again, too, you can put in, like, all the gang lord characters. You could have the 100 and Intergang and Black Mask yeah. and Great White and all these other just, like, gang lord characters. I agree. Yeah, I love the idea of a hench series. I mean, it's just, but... Uh... I, I I had one more pitch, but I don't really need to pitch it anymore because it's happening. I, I was going to pitch, like, a Bane solo for the longest time, <laughs> but it sounds like they're just doing that anyway now. Oh, really? That was, that yeah, was, that's right. They're that doing was... a Bane solo with, uh, with Chuck Dixon, right? Yeah, which I'm just like, really? They got really they got Dixon back for this one, huh? Okay. Okay, I'll give it a look. Yeah, I mean, I'll look at it, but, uh, it, you know. He hasn't written anything in about two decades, and what he has written doesn't fill me with hope. I mean, we have more Twitter followers than Dixon. Did you know that, Sal? I did not know that. We do. We actually stomp him in relevance. Oh, shit. So, shit, if you got a guy to write a book when we're technically more relevant, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, that being said, Ostrander doesn't have a real uh, social media presence, too, and he still got it. I know for a oh, fact yeah. he still got it. So basically turned into a pitch session, but there's a lot of other ideas uh, that I'm sure we could do. I mean, we wrapped up things by being like, okay, look, like, D DC Digital needs to be readdressed in a big, bad that way. That would be nice, especially in this day and age where I think the person who really manages to get a stranglehold on digital will rule from here on out. Yeah. Which, which I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion right now. It's like, but what about mom and pops? What about brick and mortars and everything? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, here's the thing. Um, mom and pop shops opened up to take advantage of a huge market, right? Like, they all mm -hmm. came in because they were like, hey, there's some huge fucking shit happening. There's some money to be made. Um, it ain't here no more, man. Like, you know, no, what was your... No, the industry has changed. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I have sympathy because I love comic book stores. Same. I spent some, you know, the happiest years of my life in them. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's also, like, scary to think about, like, telling an entire industry of people, like, get used to it. Like, you know, it ain't gonna get better. <laughs> and it all, it's all no. gonna... You know, I mean, like, look at the, uh, look at the steel industry or the, uh... You know, the automotive industry. Or the automotive industry. Folk are, folk are, you know, hurting all over the place, and they're being told, like, figure it out. Find something else to do. Yeah. I don't know. It's rough. Uh, but you gotta embrace the future. Like, the, the people who make comics need to think about their audience and who's buying them. And if, you know, I, I don't think, I think there's enough room for everybody. I think so, too. You know, as much as I was like, hey, fuck that. Like, as much as I was like, hey, fuck you, brick and mortar stores, I love them too much, and I'm sad that it's not going to work out for them in the future. I think, I think brick and mortar stores need to continue doing what they're doing right now, and that is, you know, diversifying. They yeah. need to do what the movie theaters did to stay afloat. Yeah, diversify. I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, you need to in invoke, like, a pay-as-you-enter or, like you know, opening up bathrooms and stuff, but, like, I don't know, figure it out. Like Speaking of movie theaters, we went to a really awesome movie theater when we uh, were in Seattle, didn't we? Oh, it was great. <laughs> Love that. I've never been to a place where, you know, you got, like, big cup holders here and chairs that go back. The chairs and cup holders were the best part. The rest of it was horseshit. Yeah, having to do a little marathon to get to the bathroom, that was something. And we all had to leave and go, because obviously we'd been sitting at our panels all day, drinking, oh, yeah. you know, nonstop. So there was a lot of urination that needed to happen. <laughs> That's true. There was a lot of peeing. We should save our ECCC chat for another time, because we'd actually filled pretty much the hour. Well, that's good. So, 
I think we'll do a mini Elseworlds exchange where we talk about it, or it'll probably just be an episode. But uh, yeah, but we'll talk about it another time, and we'll just we'll just leave it as let's run DC Comics and see where that goes because we. Right, I, I, mean, I, I, I was not expecting it to be this long, so I'm happy to say. No, it I, I feel out. like this was yet another show where we went for an hour and we could easily have gone for an hour more. Oh yeah, just just well, because we didn't put creative teams on any of these books. It's like oh, no, well, let's that's do a that whole next. show in and of itself. Yeah, no, I completely agree. We'll see you guys Great next week with another episode, of course. 